Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're talking about three different things, anger, loneliness, and sex, and how those powerful forces in each of our lives has a great impact on our relationships. So we hope this is helpful, and we hope you enjoy. Hey, Wes. How's it going, man? Good. Good. So... Um, I want to have a conversation. Well, actually, we kind of we did actually discuss this for maybe two minutes, which is about the prep we're going to do. That's about That's it is a lot. We've done a long time. Mm-hmm. I feel really prepared um, <laughs> about something super. Uh, these three different things that we see intertwined with each other, which is loneliness, sadness, and sex, and how they work together. Hmm. Were you going to so, say? Anger? Wasn't it loneliness, anger, and sex? What did, what did I say? Sadness? Yeah. Oh, we could throw that my bad. Want, but that could be sure. loneliness. Yeah. But no, I think loneliness, anger, sex. Got it. Yeah. So the big, uh, the big theme that uh, I think you said you wanted to, to hit on with this is starting off uh, where, where, where we need to anchor ourselves in these because these are big things um nobody likes being lonely every single one of us has experienced intense anger and we would be lying if we say that sex didn't have some type of major impact on how we relate to anybody and everybody um so the verse that you came up that stood out to you was two of them genesis 1 genesis 127 do you want to read that or you want me to um I can. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, when, when you brought this up, just going back to the beginning, the big picture, um, because you brought up sex, sex, there's kind of two, there's at least, at least two ways to look at sex, but you know how we're sexed in the sense that, um, we're made biologically male and female and then sex as it relates to, um, intercourse and, and intimacy between, between people. Right. So, um, I'm just reminded of Genesis 1:27, which is really powerful because God makes. Obviously, it's the narrative of God creating. It's where the it's where um, the Bible starts, um, and it says, "So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him. Male and female, He created them." And then I wanted to highlight, you know, verse 31 in the same chapter, right? Where it says, and God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And I think those are such powerful statements because we live in a culture, uh, we live in a world where uh, so many of us are riddled with toxic shame. Um, We have unwanted um, desire, whether it be uh, you know, sexual, any addiction, which most addictions have to do with right uh, substances, food, gambling, sex, those are probably the most famous addictions. But all of us, right, we have misappropriated desire meaning we have desire about, you know, we desire things that we don't want to desire and it brings us a lot of shame, but I think to be reminded, right. Anyone listening and myself and you included Austin, like that we are made in the image of God. 
we are made in God's image and and God didn't mess up. I mean, it says in verse 31 of chapter one in Genesis and God saw everything that he made and behold, it was very good. And so, you know, this Christian worldview is such that we believe, right, that God made us. We believe that um, most importantly, God loves us, or, or I think that's really important. And that God made us and he called it good. So there's an aspect of these realities that are there because we are literally imaging God. So there's, a, there's an aspect of anger, an aspect of loneliness, and obviously sex that, that directly relates to us being made in God's image. These aren't things that are, that are to be ashamed of. Um, but what happens is, is, is just like we see this throughout the world, right? There's, there's things that when used rightly or how they were intended to be used, bring to flirt bring out, bring about flourishing and bring about joy. And then there's a way to live in the world where we can, where we can distort the intended use of something. And all of a sudden, instead of it being helpful and beautiful, it becomes harmful and pain and it causes pain. And I think that's true for anger, loneliness, and sex. So that's a few thoughts um, just to like maybe get, get the ball rolling. But when I say all that kind of, is there anything that comes to mind for you? Yeah, I think um, a big shift in how I, I guess, approach any of those things has really changed in me when I'm looking at, uh, you were saying these unwanted desires um, about like more specifically with sex, any unwanted sexual act, any unwanted sexual behavior, I would say is rooted in, it starts in a healthy desire with something that we actually do need, but we're focusing the energy on something. We've identified the wrong need. So what I mean by that is we may think I really just need to get laid tonight. Again, I don't care who it's with. Just want to get laid. That right there is just like, so then I'm ashamed by that. But what's at the root of that is like, I am lonely. I want to, I'm lacking intimacy in my life. That's not bad. Identifying that I'm lonely and need intimacy, that's not bad. But if I feel like I'm going to fulfill that need with meaningless sex with someone that I don't know, that I don't have a relationship with, I'm going to continue to feel empty. And I feel like I insert, um, it doesn't have to be just sex. You can insert anything into that. I feel like if it's not the appropriate thing for the need we're actually going after, it's just going to get messy. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think this way that we look at sex is like anything about sex is just, we can't talk about it. We get embarrassed. We don't, we get ashamed. It's like, we all need sex. We're both married. Sex is the best thing in the world. You can't change my mind, but it's how we approach it. Is it something that we, is it something that each of us goes after in the appropriate way? And if we try to fill our need with something else, when it's actually for, for real relationship and intimacy, it's just going to go sideways. Yeah. The actual act of sex does not equal intimacy. Yeah. But I would say that real intimacy 
between a married couple does almost always equal sex. So it's it's so it's being able to identify where that's coming from. Because yeah. it, it's not this fear of like, oh gosh, I just can't have sex. That's not it. Sex is like the result of a relationship, a good one, like a healthy relationship. So that's that is that's why we've connected this really deep shame in the act in sex that it, it's it's become something that's taboo or we don't talk about when it's probably one of the most important things that we shouldn't avoid. And the reason why loneliness and anger are so deeply connected to it is because of course you would be angry if things weren't adding up in your life, especially when it comes to like, and when it comes to sex and then there's a deep, like if there's a deep hole in us when we aren't intimate with people, and that, again, intimacy does not mean just sex. Intimacy is deep relationship. And feeling lonely makes people feel angry. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part two in our conversation. We'll see you then.